And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Frazier and Dieter's Business Speed. I'm John Ray, alongside Frazier and Dieter managing partner, Alpharetta, Roger Lesby. Roger. Good morning, John. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I am doing fine. You brought Donna with you again. I have Donna here again today, and she's going to introduce to uh, to our audience uh two of her clients, and uh, I think we got an exciting show today, John. I think we do. Before we get to them, Donna, just introduce yourself. I'm Donna Beattie. I'm a tax partner with Roger in the Alfred office. Yeah. Yeah. Great work from Donna. And uh, great. You, you brought a terrific client in. We're going to let you introduce Absolutely. them. Yeah. So I'm very pleased to present from um, Area I, uh, Nick Alley and Hillary Beeston, co-founders of the company. Terrific. Nick, Hillary, welcome. Good morning. Good morning. It's a pleasure to have you. So let's get right to it. Let's talk about uh, what you do, how you serve folks at Area I. Hills? You take it away, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Area I is an aerospace defense company. Um, We were founded in 2009, uh, January 2009, so just into our – 13th year of business, I guess. Um, and uh, we uh, build unmanned aircraft for the Department of Defense, for the military. John, I think uh, Nick is uh, very, very humble. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think uh, I think sometimes, uh, you know, Don and I are you know pretty smart people, but we're not rocket scientists. Uh, Nick is a rocket scientist. Literally, yep. literally. <laughs> no, we do hard, what we do is harder than rocket science. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk. Let's talk about your background, sure, Nick. And before, uh, before Area I, and kind of what led up to forming the company with Hillary. Oh wow! So I got my PhD in uh, mechanical and aerospace engineering from Utah State University in two thousand and six. And my first job was at the Idaho National Laboratory in the uh, the, the deserts, the plains of uh, eastern Idaho. And um, uh, the reason I went there is that they were doing work with drones, with unmanned aircraft. And it was one of the few government labs that was doing that. And uh, at the time, um, I had the opportunity to go out and visit a lot of companies that were building unmanned aircraft. And uh, here I was, this newly minted Ph.D., thinking I'm going to change the world, and, and I, I would go into these major uh, aerospace companies uh, that were building aircraft for the military, and I'd be like, hey, where's your, where's your aero guy? Who, who designed your airplane? I want to talk, I want to talk aero nerd stuff with him. And uh, inevitably, uh, at least in uh, three cases as I was visiting these companies, um, it, it was very disappointing, to the, to, actually to the extent that uh, – uh, in one case in particular, um, a large company, multi-billion dollar company, frankly, that, that was, that continues to sell these uh, drones to the military had, had basically designed, done the aerodynamics off of a spreadsheet that they found online. <laughs> it wow. was terrible. And, uh, and I was super, super disappointed. Um, after about a year at, uh, at INL, at National Laboratory, I, had, uh, I was offered a job down at Georgia Tech uh, as research faculty at Georgia Tech. And, and in particular, they wanted me to come lead their uh, small aircraft design competition classes and teach kids how to design 
small unmanned airplanes, drones as the as as folks like to call them. We hate the word drones, just so you're just so you're tracking okay. here. It's a, okay. we, we call them UAVs, unmanned aerial vehicles, or UASs, unmanned aerial systems. So um, we, uh, I, I spent a year at uh, at Georgia Tech, and I came from a small university where. The, you know, to me, it was a bit of culture shock at Georgia Tech, um, and uh, and and I, I was a, I got my PhD, frankly, to be a teacher. I, I really loved teaching. I loved the the interaction with students. I loved seeing them grow and and learn and kind of figuring out the miracles of of uh, of you know how how physics and science work. And I know it was it was so enjoyable to me. So I loved sharing that with others, and. Uh, Georgia Tech is an incredible school, but it's a research school, and it's driven a lot by research dollars. It's not as much a teaching school as what I came from at Utah State University. So a little disillusioned um, and uh, had the opportunity in about September of 2008 to uh, to join forces with Hillary and another business partner. And um, we do not have time to tell the whole story, but uh, we, we – uh, and January decided to start Area I, and I left uh, Georgia Tech in that January, and and uh, and uh, the the <laughs> risk. I, I don't know. We, we we've only got thirty minutes, so so it, it, I'm trying to figure out how the how the cliff notes work here, but. Um, uh, I think the short story is, is I started writing a lot of proposals to the government for, Mm. uh, and, and my passion being, you know, aircraft design and, and aviation, most of those revolved around two things. It was one designing new aircraft for the military or designing the brains and the smarts around those. Uh, we, we basically build flying robots, right? So, Mm -hmm. so teaching those robots how to fly, um, it's another piece of, the, the types of proposals that, that uh, we start writing. And um, we were uh, very successful in, in convincing the military to fund some of these ideas. And uh, uh, now it was just an easy 12 years, right? 12 years later. <laughs> uh, it's super, super simple. Here we are, and area has grown to about 120 people, continues to grow more and more each day. I think we've done nearly $100 million in business. Um, and I'm, I'm looking at Hillary here cause she was a key part of that. She, <laughs> she's laughing. We'll be quiet, but, uh, what do you have to fill in there? Hills it's super easy, right? The last 12 years. It, 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 it's been a breeze. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how did the two of you connect? Talk about that, Hillary. What happened? Uh, we were just working together at another company. Um, mm-hmm. very, very small company. And uh, and then uh, that sort of company dissolved, and uh, we started up Area I. Hillary has a a, a very unique skill set. I think she's one of the few people in the uh, United States that actually knows how to work with the U.S. government um, when it comes to uh, yeah. It it is hard to work for the government, mm. and, and and our our products the things we sell are not commercial products they, they are very much defense related and, and uh, trying to um, make sure not trying to making sure that your books are clean and, and auditable and that uh, you um, 
you know, dot the I's and check and cross the T's that the government requires so that they, you know, will continue to work for you. That is a very, very difficult task. And that is uh, what Hillary has, uh, has done for the last 12 years. And uh, most businesses in, in, in our, uh, I mean, the great majority of businesses that try to take the, the, the path that we do fail be primarily because of that it's not because they don't have good ideas and, you know, they're not out working hard. Uh, they, they simply don't know how to keep, you know, keep in business. And, um, and so, you know, we joked about it being easy. It, 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 it was sheer hell. Uh, we, we didn't realize, at least I didn't realize early on that people typically get good ideas and then they go beg for money from some venture capital firm and, <laughs> and that, that's what carries them through. Um, I think another side note is that we were uh, completely bootstrapped, mm. um, except for I think uh, January of 2000, and it must have been 12. I think we had to borrow about 10 grand from my parents to uh, to cover payroll. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so so they were the early investors in in AREI. Um <laughs> We paid them back soon thereafter, but that, that, uh, every small businessman has that, uh, has that opportunity. I think, I think if you went to a hundred million in revenue and only borrowed 10, 10,000 to get there, I think you qualify as bootstrapped. I think, <laughs> I think we could say that right, Donna. Right. Well, I'm lucky enough to have been with them for, if not all, most of their career. And I look back at, our records and what you guys were doing then and what you're doing now is just phenomenal. And I, I, the credit does go to Hillary and keeping just incredible records and books and not spending money before you had it between the two of them. Every fall we're sitting down trying to figure out, you know, how we're going to get to the next year. But I mean, if you guys were in North Fulton, you definitely would be part of the, uh, the paces. What is it? The fastest growing companies. Mm-hmm. Cause you guys are just, I mean, it's just phenomenal what you guys have accomplished in the 10 years that I've been with you. Okay. A story to tell about Donna. I think it was about 2012. Uh, and, uh, here's this aerospace engineer doesn't know, doesn't know anything about accounting or bookkeeping or taxes or anything like that. And, and, uh, Hillary and I are sitting down, we're looking at our books and it's like, Oh my gosh, we're gonna have to pay X amount of taxes this year. Just, and you know, being bootstrapped, not having any, you know, and I called up Donna and I was just mean. <laughs> I said, how did we get to this? <laughs> yeah. What why happened? Didn't, why didn't you warn okay. us? Why what, didn't what did you, you do? And, and it was not Donna's fault, just so we're clear. Right? Okay. It, it was not. But And sweet Donna, she, 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 she called me down and she says, Nick, just, just, she says, she says, I'll, I'll walk you through this, please, uh, you know. I want to keep your business. I want to keep you, uh, keep you happy. Um, but there are some realities to the situation. <laughs> we also pulled out the, uh, research and development credit, which helped you. So, oh my yeah. gosh. Yes. Yeah. I mean, very, uh, you know, pulled out every trick in the book, a, a legal, uh, ethical trick Correct. in the book, yep. um, to make sure that, um, you know, your margins again, working for the government are very, very, very slight. And mm. so, you're, you're lucky if you can make five to six percent profit, and uh, and so trying to grow a company on that too is difficult. And so that um, that accounting help and helping us find all the tax tools necessary was something that uh, that Donna really excelled at. So 
very she's very much a part of our success as well. Well, I'll just add there too. I didn't realize of your background and wanting to teach, but it makes sense and just your business. One of the reasons I believe Area I is so successful is you you treat your employees as members of a team and it's they work together and it's all about making sure you take care of your employees and I've had a lot of conversations like most business owners don't do it that way. And Nick is like, no, this is how I want to do it. And it's to take care of his employees. And can I talk about the flying club? Sure. So, um, gosh, I, five, six years ago, he called me up and said, you know, I want to buy a plane. I'm like, okay. He goes, well, I just want it for my employees to learn how to fly. Oh. Yeah. So, you know, we set up a separate LLC for liability purposes and, I don't know how many of your employees have taken advantage of it, but that's just oh incredible. Gosh. Yeah, quite a few. It's been pretty awesome. Yeah. They're taking lessons and learning to fly. Yeah. But this would be manned aircraft. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> gotcha. Um, yeah. Well, uh, now that's obviously you're in aeronautics, but why that fringe benefit, that particular one? Well, I, I mean, I think twofold. I think it's something flying um, – yeah, you know, that's, it's always been something that I've derived a lot of joy from ever since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I still remember I grew up in Ogden, Utah, driving down, uh, my parents lived up on the mountainside. And as you drove down the mountainside, you could look out over the valley and you could, uh, line up with one of the runways at the Ogden airport. And I would always imagine when I was driving the car down that I was in an airplane, you know, on final approach. I mean, ever since I was a kid, even my dad, uh, my one of my earliest memories in Denver, Colorado, was um, my dad bought a little P forty Warhawk control line airplane that uh, that uh, we take to the elementary school and fly around and 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 rubber band powered balsa gliders and you know ever since ever forever you know airplane flies over it stops me in my tracks and and so. Um, you know, aviation is something I derive a ton of joy from. And, uh, and I also found that being a pilot myself helped me be a better engineer, helped me design aircraft, uh, better. Um, one of the first manned aircraft I designed, uh, or, or let the design of, um, was a uh, replica of the Wright Flyer, the 1905 Wright Flyer. And, uh, and, uh, we designed it in such a way that the pilot, as he was flying it around, um, he he was always basically the airplane was always trying to kill him because it was trying to pitch forward, and he was having to hold back the control yoke, the stick, with like twenty pounds of force, so he would land and his bicep would be bulging and he'd be exhausted. And so that was actually my first re- realization that you know if I'd have been a pilot, I would have done certain things to make sure that wouldn't have been the case as we designed that, and so. Um, and, uh, even as we designed the brains of our, of our UAVs or unmanned aircraft, um, as we're writing the software for that, I would put myself in the situation. If I were the pilot, how would I, how would I behave? How would I guide it? And we would, you know, essentially teach as we, we, we teach our airplanes how to fly like we would. And so, you know, the, the first and foremost is, uh, is obviously the joy. I mean, there's just flying is amazing. And so providing an, and it's also very expensive. So if providing an inexpensive way for my folks to learn how to fly and be able to fly, which was number one, but number two, um, is it makes them better engineers, um, especially when we're designing airplanes. And, um, so there you go. 
And John, how ironic is it that we have both Hillary and Nick here today on the day that Jeff Bezos goes up in space and lands safely? For sure. So we were talking about that prior to the show. And, right. Uh, you know, Nick certainly had his hand raised as the next guy to go up. Oh, yeah. Jeff, give me a call. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say even more importantly than that, it's the, it's the 52nd anniversary of us landing on the moon. So um, that uh, that is a, you know, the Apollo program is something mm-hmm. that's heavy into my, into my DNA, my psyche. It's, uh, you know, wish, uh, wish we were still on the moon and at Mars and things like that. For sure. For sure. Folks, we're here chatting with Nick Alley and Hillary Beeston, and they are with Area I. Um, let's, let's switch gears just a bit. We want to get back to the fun topic in a second, but let's talk about doing business with the government. You alluded to that, Nick, and how important Hillary was in that. Maybe Hillary can weigh in on, you know, what, what's it, how do you, how are you successful dealing with the government versus companies that you reference that aren't? What are the keys to success? Come on, Hillary. Everybody wants to hear your voice. <laughs> I guess I, with the government, there's just a lot of red tape to get through. There's lots of documentation mm-hmm. um, and um, just lots and lots of paperwork to, to fill out and um, – rules and regulations to follow uh so it is it, it can be pretty tricky and they you know they all, all they are always um doing audits on companies as well so they they do a lot of audits on our, on our accounts on our, even on our invoices um so just you know keeping all your accounting documentation in line and um compliant for the for any audits that may come up so it, it is pretty tough, and then there's also a way when you when you're bidding out on proposals. You know, you, you have to do it a certain way. It's not like you're you're bidding a commercial item to a commercial customer. So um, you know, there's uh, it's it's tricky. <laughs> Very. I I think a, a nice example is every year the government expects you to guess what your overhead rates are going to be. Like how, how much, you know, it's going to cost in rent and to, you know, keep power on and, and legal fees. And, you know, just think of any, any, you know, GNA overhead type thing. They make you guess ahead of time what that rate is going to be. And if you screw up and your rate is lower, then you have to pay that money back. Um, you, you just lose it. So, um, and, uh, you know, if it's higher, they don't, they don't. Right. They don't pay you extra. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, well, sorry. And so, you know, Hillary's been estimating that, that overhead, um, for the last 12 years and never been off uh, enough that it caused us any major pain, which wow. is pretty, pretty amazing. That's awesome. Great work, Hillary. But we're, now we're, we're, we're growing yeah. uh, <clears throat> tremendously. It's going to, that's why she, that's why she's retiring. She's <laughs> like, oh, I'm done with this. <laughs> <laughs> Suckers, get out of here! Wasn't well, part of her retirement slowed down because I can't find anybody good enough to replace her at this point? Yeah, yeah, that's. <laughs> I mean, that is. We cannot find anybody good enough to replace her. It's been miserable, but yeah, uh, yeah. But that's just people that I. Uh, 
we need somebody that has a lot of knowledge working with the government and and really it's the it's for the it's on that side of it that's for the contract administration and for bidding out on proposals so we need somebody that's that's yeah. very good with accounting for that as well but so if you're out there listening, right? Yes. Yeah. yes. That's your thing. Come on. Please, I want to retire. <laughs> it's a great company, great place to work. Well, one of the things I hear you say is, well, I didn't hear you say, is you you talk, talking about the quality of the product and that being a factor in the gov- in dealing with the government. I mean, you mentioned a lot of processes and yeah. back office and that kind of thing, but, but the secret to success is not just the quality of the product, it's... All these other things that people don't think about. I wish the quality of the product was the secret to success. Um, if it were, we'd all be in a better situation. Um, mm. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of bureaucracy that's just a, a necessity. Um, there's some where the government has just, uh, you know, tried to, to, to overcome past corruption and things like that that uh, has delayed things. But um, I will say that. If it were just the quality of product, we'd we'd probably be. Uh, I don't know. We'd be, we, we'd be much bigger than we are now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that, uh, that it, it um, the pace of the government is frustratingly slow, and that's something you have to deal with. And so that's also a piece of uh, the difficulty in growing a defense company. So, but with that in mind, you have grown significantly. Yes. Um, and I don't know if you want to just address. The changes that area I has been through in the last year because of the growth. Oh, sure. Um, so we got a nice machine. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not what you're referring no, to. No no, 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 no. Okay. Like going from what we had five employees and now you have a hundred employees and you've yeah. kind of gotten some assistance you've merged we, we so have. that you can uh, yeah. get all the work done that you've created. Yeah, it, it became painfully obvious about two years ago that we needed to raise capital. Um, that uh, uh, in order for us to, I just met, mentioned that the, the pace of the government is frustratingly slow, right? So being able to develop our technologies faster than the government will fund, being a bootstrap company, you know, we don't have a lot of extra money sitting around where we can just go do that. And so, um, but also being able to lean forward on capital purchases and hiring and things like that. Um, went out to look for, for capital ways to grow the business. And the, the, the short story is, is that um, conventional money banks don't give money to companies like ours. Um, not, not in the sense they're used to, you know, company builds 50 widgets this year and they want to build a hundred widgets next year. And, you know, they sold 50, which so the government, you know, the bank can come in and say, okay, we'll give you X amount of dollars to help you scale up to sell those hundred widgets. They're not used to, um, the types of widgets that we sell <laughs> and also, um, uh, the, the amount of capital we needed to really make an impact was not something that conventional banks would be able to, to, to chime in or chip in on. And, uh, the other, option is which is very typical in our in our industry is you get bought by a large company like Lockheed Martin a large defense prime that happens very very regular, regularly and um throughout my career I've seen a lot of UAV companies like ours that uh, got acquired by large defense companies and it, and it basically just stifled their innovation it ruined the company and uh you know this uh, this 
last 12 years of hell that uh, Hillary and, and I and, and many others at area I've been through to build a pretty incredible company and product. I couldn't stomach the, the thought of that just disappearing, being swallowed up into a Boeing or a Lockheed or one of, uh, one of those other companies. And, and, um, and, uh, uh, even though financially it probably would have been, you know, a pretty lucrative thing for, for us. Um, and then private equity was about the same where, uh, it can be pretty cutthroat. They want to, they want to, they're not that interested in innovation either. They want to take the product as it is, refine it, sell a bunch of them, make a bunch of money and, you know, cash out as quickly as possible. So that, that didn't, the private equity trying to put them in the mindset of the defense uh, or working with the government where you're talking five, 10 year cycles, not one, two year cycles. Right. And mm. it, it just couldn't find anybody. And then venture capital, uh, we were, uh, the, the quote to me or was told a couple times was we were, uh, uh, not risky enough to invest in, believe it or not. And it were basically too big. So, so they, you know, they, they, they would want more, um, you know, more share of the company, more ownership in the company that invested in us. So started looking two years ago for ways for us to raise capital and couldn't really find anything worthwhile. Uh, and, uh, about a year ago, um, I was approached, uh, by a company called Andrew. Uh, the CEO of Andrew gave me a call and, and, uh, met with him not for acquisition, just to get to know each other. And, and Andrew is a, is a company, a California based company founded in 2017. One of their uh, founders is Palmer Lucky, the gentleman who uh, designed the Oculus, the virtual reality game system. And, uh, he made a lot of money selling his company at Facebook and wanted to build a def- new defense company. That's his, uh, that was the, the premise of, of Andrew of, and, uh, so I met with uh, Brian, the CEO of, of Andrew, and we talked pretty regularly, I don't know, once a month or so, just sharing ideas and thoughts. And and uh, I was actually uh, overseas um, on an operational deployment of our unmanned aircraft, Altius, and I got a call overseas from Brian and said, hey, what did you think about acquisition uh, area by Andrew? And um, and uh, I'd gotten to know Brian pretty well. We, you know, we really jived in, you know, thought process and, you know, I thought if I were going to have a boss, you know, this was a guy that uh, I, I could definitely work for. And uh, and not only that, I love the premise of Andrew, um taking Silicon Valley money uh, and and specifically pushing it into defense fund, defense related technologies. And uh, and uh, they had a you know group of investors and investment base that is that's expecting that, expecting those defense cycles, expecting it to take longer than it would with some, you know, uh, gee whiz widget that's, uh, you know, going to make, you know, billions of dollars in a, in a year or two. And so, and they have been extremely successful at, at raising money, raising capital, extremely successful. I mean, just, uh, just barely closed a series D round, uh, combined Andrew area entity is worth, what is it? Hills. I, I forget. That's well. <laughs> we have to go look it up. It was a big number, though. Yes, yeah. around five billion dollars, and raised in another four hundred million dollars or so for for the growth of Andrew and AI. And so, is exactly, and there are, the, the, this story go on and on, but there there are a lot of other reasons. But uh, it, it ended up 
filling the blanks between the things that area I needed very badly. Um, you know, we are extremely successful. Our customers love us. The technology is amazing. Um, but as I alluded to in the beginning, working with department of defense, the best technology doesn't always win. Mm. And, um, you need, uh, a lot more, uh, especially in government relations and business development. And, and then also being able to lead forward, uh, you know, on technologies that we believe in that the warfighter might not necessarily know right now that they need. Right. And, uh, and, you know, doing those things are, are what is really, really, you know, necessary for us as a country to be, to be doing in order to stay ahead of the Russian and Chinese governments. Let's talk about the, to the extent you can, I understand you're, you're dealing with uh, sensitive information, but Let's get to the fun part and talk about that technology. What makes your technology special and different and um, worthy of purchase by the United States government? Oh, man. Well, we built, go to our website, uh, com, and uh, yeah, you, you won't see much. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what I can tell you is we built a, a, a flying, transforming robot. That's, mm. that's, uh, that's the... The, the gist of it, um, we build a, a air, an airplane that fits into a tube. That tube is carried aloft in other airplanes or rotorcraft. And uh, we're basically shot out of that tube and we unfold ourselves and, and go fly around and, and um, help fight against bad guys. Wow. There's a longer, much longer story <laughs> behind that, Roger. But, but but occasionally you can see some really cool videos on LinkedIn and so forth that yeah. they have released. And, uh, okay. yeah, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, there's quite a bit on yeah. on, on LinkedIn, AI's LinkedIn account. And sometimes you'll see it on mine as well that, uh, you know, stuff we can release publicly. Right. Um, it's it's really cool. I mean, this mm-hmm. is my dream job. I mm-hmm. mean, it's – it's uh, I kind of have to pinch myself when I look at things that I get to do and uh, that I've been, you know, a part of uh, creating. Um, it uh, it just doesn't get better than this. A lot of folks, you know, selling. Um, so we sold Ariad Andril, finishing that story. And a lot of people think, uh, you know, the typical path is, uh, okay, well, you know, CEO, like, like Hillary, the typical path is Hillary. She retires and leaves us. <laughs> um, but... Um, you know, I've thought about it long and hard. It's like, hey, you know, what else would I do? I, mm. I can't think of anything more fun than this. So I, why why would I leave? Mm-hmm. Um, so um, that, uh, yeah, it's it's really cool. Right. And they're and they're creating stuff that doesn't exist. So yeah, we are. We are. So maybe you can talk in general terms uh, to the in terms of answering this question. I mean, what does the future look like? For UAV, oh God, uh, um, I mean, I, th- I think um, we need to be. We're very, very used to as as I mean, the United States um, is the greatest country in the world, and, and I would say that. Uh, and the reason we're the greatest country in the world is right now, uh, even our own people, there's a lot of, a lot of, you know, a lot of negativity and uh, a lot of, I wouldn't say dirty laundry, uh, actual, you know, things that we don't do well as a country that are out there in the public 
that is that is the the proof that we are a great country that freedom is real that democracy is real that this democratic republic that we have is 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 doing its job and letting people scream and yell and kick uh you know and and uh and uh and and highlight our you know our blemishes uh, I, I think we've been doing a poor job in the last five to ten years of talking about the great things we do and so um I, I say that because i'm a patriot um i i have uh lived in central america for a couple years and i'll never forget flying back after being down in guatemala for two years and looking out over los angeles which you know is not the prettiest place in the world and uh uh, looking out of the airplane and just tears streaming down my face, looking mm. at the organized streets and, and the cleanliness. I'm doing air quotes here for those on the radio. The cleanliness of L.A., right, um, compared to, to Guatemala. Um, we are truly blessed here. We just really are. And uh, the American experiment is still great. It's still real. And it, def- and it, and it, uh, and it deserves protecting. Um, and we as a nation, uh, you know, are, are used to winning. We're used to thinking we do have the greatest military in the world, but um, uh, the, the Chinese are not far behind us now, uh, especially with their GDP increasing year to year. Um, and they are doing really well at building a lot of inexpensive weapons to defeat our very, our very few expensive weapons. And so um, I think one key piece of what area is, 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 uh, doing with our unmanned aircraft is developing inexpensive, uh, relatively inexpensive uh, robots that can go out and carry out missions um, to keep our enemies at bay. Um, we're not, uh, you know, don't, don't intend or, or, or wish for any war of that, that nature, but, uh, you know, have the technologies to keep our enemies at bay. And, um, and, uh, uh, you know, that's pretty much as deep as I can get into it. Um, but I think, um, Altius, our, our, our flying transforming robot is, is a, um, is a key piece of carrying out that mission for, for this great country of ours. Well said. Well yeah. said. Thank you. Great message. Wow. Uh, Nick Alley, Hillary Beeston with Area. Wow. This has been awesome. Um, I would love it though, because I can ask this question. Um, you mentioned this a little bit ago, but, uh, talk about in your growth, just how, uh, Frazier and Dieter's helped you along the way. Cause it sounds like they've been an integral part of your, uh, your team, as it were, your outside team, as it were. Come on, Hills. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, folks, the listeners out there, I'm trying to get Hillary to answer a question. See, that's part of what's going on here because we want to hear her. So, uh, Hillary, go ahead. You're, you're coming through loud and clear. Um, well, yes. I mean, obviously we've, uh, Donna and I have, uh, known each other for quite some years now. I can't remember if we were even over in Lithia Springs many, many years ago. So, um, Donna um, has been a tremendous help with our uh, doing our taxes every year and um, finding any credits for us. Um, and then uh, I must say, a, the such such a great help. I mean, she worked herself <laughs> to the ground with with the with the Andrew Area Eye acquisition. I imagine you were up all hours of the evening, but you you've just been such a 
tremendous help to us throughout all the years. Well, thank so. you. It's been easy with you guys, but I mean, uh, I'm lucky enough that in what I do, I work with a lot of companies, so I can tell them what they don't know and help them with those type of things. But once you give them a little bit of information, they run with it and are very self-sustaining. So it's been a great relationship for both of us. Well, it yeah. sounds like we've learned a lot. <laughs> yeah. You know, we've learned a lot from from you. So. That's awesome. Well, it sounds like Donna. What we heard earlier is you help pull Nick off the ceiling when that's necessary. That's what we heard earlier. <laughs> <laughs> More often than need, than than should be. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Well, I do just want to, I guess, put one little plug in or whatever. I know you're always looking for engineers. So if we ever have anybody that has been enthralled with this. And wants to have some come work with them. They're always looking for some great what mechanical and aerospace engineers yeah, mechanical primarily, aerospace, uh, electrical, uh, you know, computer uh, science, software folks. Um, yeah. Okay. So I just that's the only thing they keep asking me for help that I can't help them with. <laughs> You're really letting us down. There. Oh. Well, you're helping right now. Get yeah. that word out. So that's uh, that's terrific. Well, this has been great. Um, Nick Alley and Hillary Beeston, AI. Wow, great work. Thanks so much for what you do and how you serve. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for having us. us. We want to, before we let you go, though, Nick, I almost forgot I want to mention that website again for people that want to take a look. Yeah, www.area, just the word area, the letter I.com. So, AreaI.com. Awesome. Nick, Hillary, thanks again. Thank, Thank you. you. Hey, folks, just a quick reminder that this show, Business Beat, is brought to you by Frazier & Dieter. Frazier & Dieter is one of the fastest-growing accounting and advisory firms in the U.S. because they serve the emerging needs of their clients as they evolve. They serve clients from the global Fortune 1000 to growing private businesses by accounting for today while advising for the future. Frazier & Dieter invests in relationships to make a difference. For more information, go to FraserDieter.com. Roger, Donna, this has been great. Yeah, thank you, John. Uh, we certainly enjoyed it, and I'm going to have to work really hard next month to find a cooler client than this one. I, I think you are. This one hit the hit the uh, uh, ceiling for sure on on coolness. Uh, that was awesome. Great, great, uh, great work. So, and Donna, thank you. It's my pleasure. Yeah, terrific. So for Roger Lesby, Donna Beatty, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on Frazier and Dieter's Business Beat.